Don't let friends operate community radio alone. BFF.FM is looking for volunteers to help power the little station that could. Check out BFF.FM slash volunteer. Sorry, I never... T- Ooh, hello everyone. Um, welcome to 
this special episode of Mood Swings with me, Mood Ring. It is the day before Halloween, so we are in spooky season. Um, but we're doing spooky season a little bit differently because what is like spookier than grief and death? Um, and I'm saying that so seriously, even though I sound very like joking. Um, but yeah, at the top of the show, I opened it with um, a Taylor Swift song. Taylor Swift, please don't take down this episode because I know how litigious you are. But I opened up with your song, Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Um, I really love that song off of her album, Midnight's. And for me, it's been a really special song because of my experiences with grief and losing loved ones, specifically my grandpa and my grandma. Um, it's Filipino American History Month, so I will call them by their proper titles, Tatai and Nanai. Um, and then my younger brother, Jordan, who passed away earlier this year in a really intense way that I'm still kind of like processing and obviously still in very much in like this um, space of grief. And I think something that I've been really struggling with is just like, I feel like people don't know how to talk about like death and grief or it's so, um, I feel like it's so stigmatized. And I feel like if we can somehow fight against that stigma and make it more, not, not like normalizing death, but like making it easier to like talk about and, you know, just like not being so scared to like talk about hard things like death and grief. I think as a, as a world, as a collective, we'll be like in a much better place. And that brings me to our very, very, very special guest. I'm so excited um, is here today. Joining us via Zoom, um, please welcome into your ears, Marielle, the death engineer. Hello, everyone. I'm in your ears now. <laughs> yes. And this is like my first virtual guest. So I was telling Marielle that like if we have technical difficulties, yikes, but we're not. It's like it's working. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Usually, yeah, usually they say like, oh, if there's technical difficulties, that means like the ghosts or the spirits are like messing with you or trying to get through to you exactly. through technology. Exactly. But maybe our ancestors are be like, hey, chill, like let them do their thing. So <laughs> yeah, I think our ancestors, they wanted us to do this episode. Mm -hmm. I feel very called right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marielle, thank you for joining. And yeah, I just, I'm sure all of our listeners want to know about you. So you are um, a death doula. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know, like, what inspired you to, like, pursue this type of work? What's your story? Yeah, so I'm a death doula, and I focus on end-of-life planning. And for folks who don't know what a death doula is, it's um, a person who provides, like, non-medical support for um, people who are dying or also their loved ones but a lot of focus on before after or before during and after a death but um i like to also um, highlight that a death doula also supports like the dying person's community or their loved ones who might need like grief support or to hold space for them um but death doulas can do a variety of things so i like to focus on end of life planning mm -hmm. and i got into it because um well like 
since I was a kid, I've always been into like the spooky things. So anything that I'm curious about, like, like they're like, they're like, oh, the doorbell rang. That's probably your, you know, your grandpa's brother who died in the Philippines last week <laughs> saying hi, you know? And I'm like, yeah. even though my mom would just drop or my parents would just drop those things, I'm like, I would hold on to it. And I'm like, I wish I can ask more questions about this. So I've always been into that. And then always been really curious about things, especially about things that like, quote, mainstream, like, you know, people aren't really talking about. So, mm -hmm. of course, like, I was naturally drawn to death, dying and talking about grief. So it kind of like more kickstarted when my grandpa died in 2016. So my grandpa on my mom's side. And that I think was where I got that push or that pull probably to just like, you know, answer that calling that I've been feeling. Yeah. And you kind of touched on this um, while you're talking, but if you're comfortable sharing, um, how has like your own experience with grief and death kind of like shaped your work and like how you, how you think about death and how you think about grief? Um, I know you mentioned your grandpa and I'm really sorry um, for your loss. I know how hard it can be to like lose a grandparent. Um, were y'all really close? Yeah, that's funny that you when you gave a shout to your Nana and Tatai, because mm -hmm. that's also what like we call our grandpa Tatai, even yeah. though, you know, like grandpa's also Lolo, but we call him Tatai. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like we like he started to like have more conversations about like, oh, when I die or, you know, things that he would want. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those conversations I remember, like I felt closer to him, but I've always loved listening to his stories, like growing up. I've always liked talking to him, asking about his life, like, you know, in the Philippines. And he was also a civil engineer. So I'm a full-time civil engineer. So that's why I call myself the death engineer. So I'd love to hear, I love listening to his stories about that. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like helped me, like with every death in my family and even with my community, like I learned something new or different, especially like about my own grief and how I handle it. So it's also just made me more open to talking about it and just finding the way that like, the way I want to share my story about grief. Yeah. Uh, that's such like a beautiful and obviously like sad, um, but like a really beautiful like way to like channel how you're feeling and like your interests and your passions into something that's really fulfilling. Um, and I really admire that. That is so cool. Um, yeah, I've noticed a lot of people, um, I like I love hearing about projects, especially creative projects that people have where it's come from, you know, like even though we've all experienced like, like ultimate sadness and grief, mm -hmm. like it's like on a whole other level, but then to see what kind of like blooms from that. So to see the kind of like projects and a lot of them I'm noticing are like creative or just mm -hmm. coming from, and I think it's because like we're learning to tap into that really deep emotion and like translating it into something else. So yeah. I've I've recognized like, oh, yeah, doing this work has been like my creative way of like tapping into that emotion and trying to turn it into something. And also because I love like like I want to do something that helps other people. So that's yeah. kind of where that came from. Yeah. And I feel like it's also like it's a good way to like honor your like lost loved ones. Because, like, I don't know, like, in my, or, like, what I believe is that, like, 
when our loved ones cross on, they like become part of like our spirit team. So they're they're always with us, obviously, like in a different capacity than they were like on earth. But like presence definitely felt. And like for me, I feel like when something big happens like in my life, I feel like that's like my spirit team working for me. And they do that because of like how I honor them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, so beautiful. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I feel you on that. And it's funny when you said spirit team, I like mm-hmm. had the image of um, like a bunch of cheerleaders. So mm-hmm. like all our ancestors and just like coming together, but like cheering us on. And I always love to think that like all our ancestors are all like hanging out together so they can they like pass each other in the afterlife and be like, hey, like you know, your granddaughter, my granddaughter, my grandchild, they're all, like, they're doing something together. Let's, like, keep, you know, like, let's watch over them. Uh, I, I like to believe that. And and I guess we'll know when we're ancestors one day. Exactly. And I like when you said that, like, oh, like, all of our ancestors are, like, meeting each other because I feel like a fear that, like, when a loved one dies is that, like, where do they go? Like, what happens to them? Are they alone? And, like, believing that they are, like, all that they like reunite with like our other ancestors and loved ones I think is such like it's a beautiful thing but it's also something that like calms that can like calm you down when you're feeling really like intense in your feelings of grief so yeah mm-hmm. just like such a good perspective to have and I feel like it's I don't know like it's not something easy to come to either like in at least in my experience I don't know if you agree or yeah I think it's taken a lot of like like I journal a lot so Mm -hmm. it's taken a lot of that um you know talking to mental health professionals and talking through like what I'm feeling and also just like sometimes it's just like um like I think what's helped me in like my like spiritual like practice is it's almost like if I felt like something happened and it like had a dream about someone and then um, especially a loved one who died and it's like sitting with it and being like, okay, what does like, what am I taking away from this? What does that mean? And also, cause it's easy like to just be like, I don't believe it. Like none of this, you know, it's, it's just a dream or that was just a butterfly that like flew across me. But for me, I'm like, ever since I was a kid, I'm like, Oh, everything, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences, everything yeah. like, you know, happened and, to think that they might be sending those messages to us in different ways yeah yeah and you like you have to like believe in it for it to like mm-hmm. for it to be real you really create yeah. your own reality and your own relationship with the spirit mm-hmm. um okay well i i think this is like already such a good conversation and i feel really excited for all of the listeners tonight um but I also know that Marielle put together a bunch of songs that um, are griefy. So I was wondering if you could let us know um, what drew you to put this next song on the playlist. It's the next song, One Sweet Day. Yeah. Is that it? All right. Well, there's the Mariah Carey Boys to Men song that I grew up oh, like hearing all the time. But this, this version is actually by a few Filipino singers. And I first came across the song um, after my uncle died in late 2020 from COVID. Mm. I was like, 
I knew like I wanted music, like music to help. Sometimes like it feels like the tears are built up. So I was like, okay, let me listen to a song that I know like it'll help me just cry and let it out. So I came across that song on YouTube, like their cover. And I didn't realize it had like hella million views. And I think it has like hella million more since I listened to it in 2020. Wow. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's just a really good song. And it's just, they do something with their vocals that just makes you feel like it almost feels like, like your heart is dancing. I don't know. I, I guess everyone's about to see. Yeah, yeah. we're all about we're to experience this. Um, mm-hmm. Grab your tissues if you don't have them. I feel like I'm going to need to get some tissues, TBH. Um, but yeah, so here, here is One Sweet Day. told you all I wanted to say now it's too late to hold you cause you've flown away so far away
There's nothing like good music, the kind that makes you think and makes you feel, music that transports you somewhere else. And that's why there's simply no substitute for what you hear on BFF.fm. We have the freedom to find the obscure cuts, the local sounds, the artist corporate radio and streaming ignore. We can only do that because of the support of listeners like you. Give today at BFF.fm. Simply no substitute. BFF.FM. You're listening to Mood Swings with me, Mood Ring, and our special guest, Marielle, the death engineer. You just heard more than words by, ex- more than words, excuse me, not words, lol, by extreme. Um, and yeah, we are joined by Marielle. And I first saw Marielle at a <laughs> undiscovered event celebrating Filipino American History Month because it is still October. Um, and yeah, Marielle is, you identify as Filipino American, Filipina American, Filipina X American. Oh, oh yeah, Filipina. Yeah, Filipina. Ooh, hold on. I don't know if we can hear you. Wait, go again. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. I cool. Can hear you. Okay. Ooh, t- the technical difficulties are ancestors. I think are yeah, they're they're coming in now. 
you're they're, they're late you know filipino time so yes exactly <laughs> um and speaking of filipino time i and also the listener i'm sure wants to know how does your filipino american identity influence um or shape your beliefs surrounding grief and death and loss yeah, well, it's interesting because I've heard a lot of feedback from other Filipino Americans about like when they find out what I'm doing, a lot of them say like, oh, you know, like our community or our people need this because we never talk about death or we don't talk about grief. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding like, it, you know, at least with like Filipino Americans or people I've talked to, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like we talk about it around like maybe when someone dies or at someone's funeral or something. And then it's almost like. Like, I've always had the feeling of like, oh, I want to continue this conversation or how come I can't like, how come it feels awkward if I bring up something and people start crying and it's like, okay, let's just move on to something happier, you know? So I don't know if that's something like embedded in our culture, at least like with my family, I noticed that. Um, But something else that's kind of like tied in is the fact that the Philippines is across the Pacific Ocean from us. Like I live, I born and raised in California, lived here all my life. So it's also this like, this like interesting connection of like, you know, your loved ones, especially if they die are like so far away. Like mm-hmm. I have this thought that my two grandpas who've died, um, I feel like they're just, you know, like every time they go home to the Philippines, I feel like, oh, they're just there. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, it doesn't feel like they're really gone because it feels like they're just there, which they are like still there, right. but just it's just this feeling. And so I like to think that like our afterlife is like halfway between the Philippines and California. So like over the Pacific ocean or in the Pacific ocean somewhere. They're just like (laughs) swimming in the ocean. Yeah. They're having a pool party. (laughs) That that is so cool. Uh, And like, I don't know. I just like makes, I feel like this like imagery, it makes me feel just like so excited for like, my loved ones who have passed like I feel like they have like endless opportunities for like fun now that like they didn't get to like have on earth so it makes me feel so like good about like my loved ones um yeah I also wanted to know how your like Filipino American identity shapes your approach to like being a death doula and how it influences your work Yeah, well, I grew up um, in a Filipino Catholic family. So I feel like that's where a lot of like the rituals that I grew up observing and like doing, um, like, for example, when someone dies in our family, we do uh, the same prayer for nine days or a novena after someone dies. So I feel like that's been embedded in it. And it's interesting because I thought like, oh, everyone does this. But, you know, I didn't realize it's and also not even all Catholics do like the same rituals. So. Yeah, so I, I've heard like a lot of my friends or I've observed a lot of my friends who are or family who are like Filipino and Catholic, they do the same things. So it's like there's always um, I think it's also like we have like Filipino superstitions, too. And there's so many around death and around wakes and funerals. And I loved like learning about those growing up. And I love that my mom always shared like explained them to me yeah. like she was never like, oh, no, it's like it's just a thing we do. Like she always like said it. And yeah, I love I love learning about them. I still do. Well, do you have like, because I, I feel like I don't know anything about the rituals. Do you have like a favorite ritual that you can like share? 
Yeah. So um, related to superstitions or more of like just what our family Ooh. does? Um, let's do superstitions first. Yeah, because I feel like they almost feel like rituals because when I um, like, so, for example, one is what at someone's wake, um, the superstition is you're not supposed to go straight home from a week. You're supposed to like stop somewhere else. And they call that bug bug, which means like to oh. dust off in Tagalog. Oh, yes. yes. So then um, and it's supposed to be like so that um, evil spirits are like, you know, nothing follows you home. Um, so it started to feel like a ritual because like. For example, one of my uncles, um, he had a maybe two or three day wake. So every time we, you know, each day we'd all ask, okay, where's everyone going after? Where are you going to bug bug after? So, true. so it was fun hearing like some people are like, oh, we want to go to the casino or like, I think we went to In-N-Out. And then so it's just like it felt yeah. like a, at the end of the wake thing to do that. It's like, okay, we all go somewhere. And, and it's kind of fun when it's like you do it together. So it's like, oh, we're going to meet at In-N-Out after, you know, to bug bug. So I like that ritual. Yeah, I remember um, like after my brother's wake, we went to Wingstop, which I, I think is so funny just like a big mob of like Filipinos like taking up Wingstop when like it's like about to close as well. Um, and if someone were to ask like where did you all just come from you know it's like yeah yeah like we we were just having a, a wake now we're eating yeah. wings. Did wings your brother wings. like Wingstop? Yeah he did he it was one of his favorite things to like pick up slash DoorDash. Um, nice. He's definitely a Wingstop guy and like I don't know like it's just like I feel like it's like really comforting to like eat foods that he enjoyed or like even now I'm like wearing his like jacket oh um, nice. yeah a jacket that I have reclaimed as my own sorry Jordan um and my, sorry to my mom because she also claimed this as well but I wear it more <laughs> than her um but yeah like did your I don't know like how I'm curious to hear like other rituals that you have um and how you like honor your loved ones yeah well food is a big one so I've always like like um I remember my grandpa like going to um there was like a place in Half Moon Bay where he liked to get um fish and chips and my mom I remember after he died she'd want to go there or want to stop by to get fish and chips because she would also bring him there also my grandpa he would um I think Popeyes used to have like a deal. I think it was every Tuesday <laughs> yeah. or Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that he would go get that. So it's like, oh, that's another connection. But my biggest connection with him through food is um, chocolate because mm. he like, he always remembered that I like chocolate. So I remember one time I came to his house and he had like a chocolate bar for me. And I can tell that he had like saved it to yeah. give to wait and give it to me. And I was, that was always special. So that's why when I'm like tabling at events, I always have chocolate to give oh. out. Because it's also like like a connection. Oh, like I'm feeling like the, the tears are starting. <laughs> Let them out. I also am kind of yeah. welling up right now. Just release them. We, all, we just yeah. had an eclipse. So oh. we're... We're all about releasing yeah. our energy. It's like a laugh, laugh, cry type of they're yeah. they're like both intersecting. But yeah. yeah, it's like that's a ritual. And then um, especially on their like birthdays and like like today is my so my grandpa on my dad's side, he yeah. died in 2022 and today's his birthday. Oh, so birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, I like um, 
because I, I have a picture of him on my altar and then I was like oh happy birthday and then I text it was cute because I texted my mom my dad and my sister we have a group chat and then my dad was like he says thank you <laughs> I was like I didn't want to like tap into that because my dad doesn't come off as a very spiritual person but yeah. I'll ask him about it next time I see him because I'm like did he say thank you like did you hear him <laughs> yeah I would love to know <laughs> he just knows he I think he thank yeah you. yeah I think he knows yeah so you mentioned you have like an altar and i'm kind of going off script from our questions that's okay um, we're it's we're remixing it yeah we're remixing <laughs> um but yeah like i i've noticed that like more and more people are having altars um or more people that i know i should say because it is like a practice that has existed for so many years um but how, what does your altar look like? How is, like, what's on it? How is it designed? Paint us a photo or a picture. So my altar has, um, I think a lot of things kind of built around a little, like I said, I grew up Catholic. So we have a little Santo Nino, which is a baby Jesus. Right. And it's cool because he's kind of like, his hands are up and he's looking up and he's making this like face that looks like he's asking like, why? But then my mom Oof. gave me that Santo Nino. So I'm like, I, th I feel like she could have found like a happier looking one, but she gave <laughs> me and my sister the same one. Cause I seen like her whole collection of Santo Ninos. I'm like, oh yeah, that one looks cool. Ooh, that yeah. one's like, I like a little brown, you know, like baby Jesus. Right. So, so, so it starts with a Santo Nino. Cause I also grew up like my mom always had like an altar and all my aunties and uncles they had one at their home so it starts with that and then I all my first um like when I first created the altar it started with my grandpa's picture and then now I'm just adding everyone's picture and I also have um an oracle deck that I pull out of Ooh. so then I always pull out one every now and then and put it there as like a kind of a guiding guiding message yeah oh that's so beautiful now I'm inspired to make an altar and I feel like, because like a part of, when you're saying that, I was like, oh, do I need to make this altar like tonight? Because it's like Halloween and All Souls Day like this week. Um, but I'm realizing like I can just have an altar mm -hmm. that like I can just like have like all year and just like yeah. honoring my loved ones. Um, I definitely have to like clean up my room and my space in general to have to that. find a little spot for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the one clean space in my room will be my altar yeah yeah basically my room will be my altar yeah um, okay very cool thanks for sharing and if you are listening to this and you're inspired to also make your own altar um let's celebrate that and i am going to ooh, get into the next song for this playlist um designed by marielle so this next song is by the Beatles. Oh, this is like a classic, but this song is In My Life. There are places I remember Love them all 
it was frequencies forever um you've been listening to a very special episode of mood swings with me mood ring 
and also our very, very special guest, Marielle, the death engineer. We really cannot thank Marielle enough for being here tonight. Um, had some technical difficulties with the Zoom that I'm talking to Marielle on, so it like actually kicked us off. But like Marielle said at the beginning of the episode, technical difficulties a sign that your loved one is here is present so i think our ancestors are out here tonight um and yeah this whole episode has been about um grief and how we deal with that it's also been about spirituality and like our practices and rituals around grief and honoring our loved ones um just because it is it's spooky and like i feel like Halloween like a lot of the images are like really gory scary like death is like death is scary and stuff like that but it's it's a thing that happens every single day it's gonna happen to all of us so I feel like the more we talk about it the more we can be comfortable with it and um, create rituals and practices for ourselves that honor the people that we've lost and also honor our own lives um and yeah i'm i'm just so grateful that marielle is here um i do have like a closing question for marielle um who is here with us um but yeah my i guess our final question for you marielle um and shout out to you so much for being here again but what are your hopes for your work like what do you hope your impact will be um and what do you hope people will gain from listening to this conversation or and as well working with you in the future yeah I hope for people to have more meaningful conversations with their loved ones and this could be friends family yeah and that there's just more of like an open space to talk about death and talk about grief and just to be vulnerable, but I feel like a simple like hope is that someone can cry and then there'll be no one around to say like, like, oh, don't cry or, you know, like people will say like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Yeah. Like go ahead and cry, babe. Like that is, mm-hmm. it's so important to cry. Do, okay. I have a, this is like a fun question now, but when you cry, like what's your like preferred crying environment? Ooh. Um, so I'm like, so I feel like I should like write a movie or something. Like I love crying on public transit. (laughs) That's honestly top 10 places to cry. Like you feel like in a movie. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's something about like things moving outside, but also being in like a container with a bunch of strangers who I feel like all want to cry also. So I always hope like if I cry, maybe someone else will want to cry or You know, or I, I remember when my grandpa, like when my maternal grandpa died and I was riding BART to go to work and I remember crying and, and then also hoping like, oh, I just want someone to ask me about him. I want someone to see my tears and just come up to me and ask. And I think like almost all of us, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe almost all of us like have that feeling of just wanting to be like validated and seen yeah. when you're deep in grief and when you're crying. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel like, yeah, like, especially what you said about just, like, I want someone to, like, ask about him. Like, do you mm-hmm. feel like sometimes people are, like, too scared to, like, 
ask about like your loved one after like they know that you've like gone through like a like an, like a big loss yeah and i think it's it's because like you know it's always you don't want to say the wrong thing especially right. if someone's grieving and they might take something you know the wrong way or a, a way that you didn't intend but I find like it helps to ask like, oh, can you tell me a story about right. them? Or whenever you're ready, I'd love to hear a story. Cause yeah. like, you know, some people on the spot might not be ready to share. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, like for me, like when people ask me about like my brother, for example, like I love talking about my brother. Like I feel like being able to like talk about like him and like my other like loved ones that have kind of that have passed away like they like it like keeps them alive and like Mm -hmm. I'm like a firm believer that like saying people's like names is really important like especially like after they like cross cross over um because it like and it reminds me of like Coco you know like the movie where they have like the photo I just watched that yesterday and I was crying well I cry all the time from Coco but Yeah. yeah Okay, if you haven't seen Coco, um, watch it. Watch okay, pirate it because we are in a boycott right now. So, pirate Coco. Watch it on YouTube or something. But um, yeah, like it like reminds me of like the photo, and it's like if I like if I don't have this photo for my like altar, then like they're not gonna like be able to like come back and like cross over the bridge. So it's like the more I continue to, like, talk about, like, my brother and my my grandpa and my grandma, um, the, like, more I can be connected to them. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah, no, I I feel you on that. It's, like, um, it's also, like, keep their legacy going. Especially it's, like, telling stories about them and just sharing, like, your own special memories about them, too. Yeah, we're going to need to have, like, another talk another day because I'd love to hear all about your brother and your nana and your tata. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, for the listeners, like me and Marielle have never met. Like we yeah. only like, We met in a previous life, probably. Yeah, in a previous life, yes. <laughs> and then something drew us, our ancestors like pushed us towards each other. For, yeah. Like to meet and to, like to have this conversation with like all of you. But yeah, we should definitely hang out in real life. Mm-hmm. We're both yeah. in the Bay. Yeah, we're the same time zone, so we have no excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, because I feel like if they if people didn't know that we were just meeting for the first time, they would have think like we had like we had met previously or like yeah. we, like, knew each other. <laughs> but you know, that's the power of ancestors and spirit. Mm-hmm. And music too, and like music. bringing people together. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of music, um, I'm going to play one more song to one or two more songs to close us out tonight um but before i do that marielle do you have anything you want to plug um i guess if you're on social media i'm on social media i'm on instagram if you want to follow me it's um the death engineer so that's one word the death engineer all lowercase but um if that's not your thing i also have a website so thedeathengineer.com and if you for some reason run into me on the street just say hello and i'll say hello back (laughs) so exciting and I have um, your Instagram and your website linked in the show description. Cool. Thank so you. So check it out if you are interested, which I know you are after listening to our conversation. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Big thanks to Marielle for real for joining tonight. Um, I sent a DM 
with a hope and you know it worked he slid into the dms yeah it i worked. slid into mariel's dms and was like mm, do you want to be on my show and, and i was like are. oh my god she wants me on your show <laughs> and thank you thanks for saying. the space too oh my thank god you. of course and you're welcome to come back like anytime um Marielle has a voice for radio, so let's get her on the <laughs> airwaves for sure. And then we can sing next time too, right? Yeah, we can sing. <laughs> we can sing live. We can do a live performance as you know Filipino people do. I like it. Um, but yeah, I hope all of you listeners had a good night. Stay tuned for the Monday lineup with Erica. Happy Halloween. Shout out to all of our ancestors and loved ones who are guiding us through this crazy hectic world and life i'm gonna play us out with a song from coco um so feel free to cry this is remember me bye remember me though i have to say goodbye remember me don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart Remember me Though I have to travel far, remember me Each time you hear a sad guitar Know that I'm 